The following program is intended for mature audiences. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. It's Big Boom Radio Friday, people, so it's time once again for the Big Boom Radio podcast, Riffs and Rants, with Johnny Teflon and Michael Sean Lee. Both barrels, both sides, and a lot of good music, too. All I know is this violates every canon of respectable broadcasting. Indeed it does, my friend. Indeed it does. And we'll be right back, folks, after the first gem of the day. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, welcome to, can you believe it, round three of the best of Riffs and Rants. Johnny here, happy to be with you, showcasing some of the little snippets that we've had over the last, well, 25 episodes now. Oh man, as we're closing in on our 100th episode, can you believe it, from such humble beginnings to humble middlings to a humble end yeah we hope you enjoy it as much as we enjoyed doing it and here we go so uh, uh moving right along at a blistering pace yes this is a particular segment that i'm i'm very happy we're doing and i'm, I'm and so happy full disclosure i I'm, think uh, michael you finally got the bug <laughs> to come up with your own side segments I pitched this on Johnny, and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. got to do this. We got to do this. <laughs> so uh, we haven't, this is, this is so fresh, we haven't even come up with theme music for it. No jingle yet. But, uh, but yeah, this segment's <laughs> going to be called, How Could You Have Not Known? How Could You Have Not Known? <laughs> Flesh this, it out for the good folks In, at in this case, it's, How Could You Have Not Known? This Would Cost You Your Job. Maybe we should do like some songs do with that, you know, How Could You Not Known? This Would Have Cost You that Your Job, in parentheses. Yeah. So it's also part of the title, yeah, but not officially part know. of the title. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. Because we're, we're a musical podcast. We should we, do shit like are. that. We are. And we're versatile. We're incredible. And we're versatile. ostentatious as hell. This so is, we should, this is true. I don't even know what the <laughs> fuck that means. But yeah, we are that. We are that. But yeah, in this case, it's how could you have not known this would cost you your fucking job? Love it. And uh, and yeah, it's it's we got a few candidates this week. And uh, we're going to start off with uh, uh, Duxbury, Massachusetts football coach Dave Mamaron. And I'm, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this correctly. Uh, I'm sure this hit the national newswire. But just in case you live under a rock or in a cave. There you go, alienating our cave-based listenership. I know, the cave folks. I know, they're <laughs> going to be offended. And I'm sure we're going to get emails, but fuck them. All right? All right. We're just going to move forward anyway. Um, in this case... Uh, this guy was a, a football coach with uh, Duxbury, uh, Duxbury, Massachusetts team, and uh, they came uh, to uh, the kind of uh, focus, the kind of light that you don't want, you don't want focused on you. Because okay? there really is such a thing as bad PR. Sorry, yeah. Madonna, you were wrong. And it's kind of funny because it's a bit of an outgrowth, a bit of an outgrowth of the pandemic that the team was playing in the spring as opposed to in the fall. Okay, but uh, apparently it came to light. That the Duxbury football team uh, was using uh, Jewish terms uh, for audibles. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. Among those terms they were using for audibles were rabbi and dreidel. Okay. You know, altogether not all that offensive. Right. But then they also had an audible that they used with the word Auschwitz. Would you like something to read? Do you have anything light? How about this leaflet, famous Jewish sports legends? And that was the undoing. <laughs> right there, folks. Right there. Oh that, is, that is when the shit officially hit the fan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have to point out, you know, for perspective, uh-huh. uh, that this particular football team, the Duxbury football team, uh, had 12 consecutive league titles and five Super Bowls. Huh. Okay. Now, if you're in that position, you should know everybody's gunning for you. Everybody's coming after you. This is true also. And yeah. in fact, in this particular case, uh, the use of these audibles was reported 
by a team that Duxbury apparently beat the shit out of. Well, I guess their footballs weren't slightly deflated, so they had to go a different route. Yeah, yeah. You got to find something. You got to find something, you know. But this is one of those situations where... That's some low-hanging fruit. It is. It is. Where it's like, okay, I'm not sure, you know, what the damage was, you know. I'm, I'm sure you offended some people, but I'm not sure what the real damage was. Mm-hmm. But, you know, unless, again, you're a cave dweller, you know, yeah. or you're living on the fucking moon or some shit... You should have known better than to go down this road. Uh, you should have known that doing so would bring the shit right down on you. Stupid. A person below normal intelligence. You and would think that people would, would be aware of this. Yeah. But like I said to you in our, in our pre-show talk, what really frightens me is, what's the name of this town again? Duxbury. Duxbury. Well, that, that sounds asinine to begin with. What if this, I mean, community is so insular that... A lack of sensibility going on, or, or sensitivity going on I here. I mean, granted, you know? it's, look, it's Massachusetts. It's not, you know, the Pennsylvania steel town. It's, it's not some town in Texas, but towns tend to take their football very seriously, yes, especially they when they have a history of winning. Absolutely. But what if this creepy-ass children-of-the-corn type town is so insular that they're like... They don't even know what a Jew is. Like, yeah. like no one's going to notice this. Yeah, how could you have not known that this would offend somebody? In in the current climate <laughs> that you know that we actually discussed in the first half of the show, how could you have not known that this would go viral? How could you have not known that this would bring every fucking person down on you that in the universe you know, and justifiably yeah. so yeah that 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 harkens themselves to be woke i mean because really know? yeah as 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 innocuous as the first two terms might have been you had me a dreidel okay yeah because now, now you're reaching dreidel it's like eh. and one can only hope Rabbi, like by eh. like what plays did these even correspond to like Auschwitz, maybe, bang don't get me started rabbi maybe a quarterback sneak Mm. Okay. Yeah. Dreidel, a uh, short spin pass I'm up not the sure middle. What dreidel would? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, a short spin pass. Dreidel, dreidel, you dreidel know? on two. Yeah. You know, uh, what was it? Uh, Omaha. Yeah. That yeah. Uh, that Peyton was Manning. His, yeah, yeah. That Peyton Manning used to use. Yep. But yeah, you would think that someone would know. And I don't even know what kind of Some, play someone, is called Auschwitz. Someone would say, "Hey, Auschwitz, bad idea. Don't go there." You know, and what's ironic as hell is this particular game where this this came to light and got reported on, this poor bastard, the coach, wasn't even there. He wasn't there for that game. But he came up with this If he didn't scheme. come up with it, he knew. He yeah. was aware. You know? Well, unless he was uh, Joe Paterno, and then he's, you know. <laughs> I know everything about that's, that's this except enti- that. Philosophers and uh, boy lovers... That's an entirely different discussion. Let's not go there today, but maybe on some future episode. But, uh, but yeah, this guy, and unfortunately, not only did he get canned as the, the head coach of the football team, but he was a special education teacher, and he got canned from that as well. No SNL movie, with the exception of maybe Wayne's World, will ever touch the Blues Brothers. Oh, yeah. Because it was an event, all yep. right? Yep. One unused prophylactic. One soiled. She was a huge star when she was 17. All of a sudden, this rock and roll fantasy turns into a nightmare. The headline was we do lesbian lovers. I felt forced to talk about my sexuality. I really got to the point of suicide. He knew he screwed up. That's a pain he'd never want to experience. None of us are perfect. We all fall short of the glory. One behind the music. All new episodes. Franklin's going out of In 1975, Roosevelt Franklin had it all. As Sesame Street's first Muppet of Color, he was featured on the album, My Name is Roosevelt Franklin. And then suddenly, after a successful five-year run on the television program, he mysteriously disappeared. This is Behind the Music, Roosevelt Franklin. Here I am, here I am, here I am, and there you are. Hey there, excuse me, aren't you Roosevelt, Roosevelt Franklin? Yeah, yeah, so, uh, so, yeah, I'm Roosevelt Franklin. Yeah, and, I thought uh, so. Yeah, I, I used to be on uh, Sesame Street. Right, right. Uh, put out an album, 
How I you been doing? Some other stuff afterwards, but right now I'm just uh, you know doing my thing uh-huh. and uh, you know trying to trying to stay connected and uh, you know maybe maybe make some more music. You ever and, you know uh, what, look that? into that? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I did the scat and uh, yeah. the, you know like like skilly doo bop ba doo boo ba doo. You know, it's like oh, that. Because it was. Yeah, I haven't done it in a while, but um, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I did so. I did some theater uh, for a little while, but you know, I I kind of mm-hmm. stopped doing that. I did, uh, you know, uh, you you know how it is. The drugs. Uh, yeah. It's you know. Uh, are you are right it's, though? It's a life on the street. Right. And uh, you know, I'm just trying to do my thing. I watched you as a um, kid on Sesame know, I, Street. I believe in God and Jesus, and I, I, I think yeah. someday I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a shot again. Sure. Um, you, you know, you know. Do you keep in touch um, with the old gang? Any of them? No, no. I, I, I don't hear from Disney. Uh, I, you know, I don't. My agent, I, I don't know. He don't call. Of course, right. I, I don't got a phone. I'm living on the street. But what about um, the other Muppets, though? Yeah, maybe I, I I'd be open to coming back and 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 doing something, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, some of them I uh, you know Grover, you yeah, know, okay. Grover, me and me okay. Grover's tight. Um, you know Gonzo, he, he's I too. Yeah, you know for a Jew. Oh, um, I didn't know that. I you know never Jewish. cared much for Kermit or, or, or Big Bird. Really? You know, they they're racist. Wow! He asked me some racist shit going on there, but Oof. you know, whatever. I'm just, I'm just doing my thing, baby. Just doing my thing. And, yeah, well, it's good you to know, see. Sign autographs when, when when the people come by. Right. Well, you you take yeah. care, buddy. Yeah. All right, man. You, you thank you. Take care, man. You, you got a dollar since since I talked to you. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll give you a dollar. Here you go, buddy. Good evening, everybody. Is is this on, Johnny? Yeah, yeah. This? yeah you're, okay. you're good okay. to go, Good Don. evening, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of The Doctor is Incognito. Uh, with me, your host, Professor Heinrich Schnuff. Uh, and on this special episode, uh, we are going to uh, change the pace from the normal conversation about the COVID-19 uh, and discuss some uh, uh, project I am working on in, in my personal uh, life um, that is, is uh, almost of equal importance. Uh, this, of course, is the, the latest um, medical uh, emergency, if you will, uh, involving the Subway uh, Corporation and oh. allegations via as, as a lawsuit um, that their tuna is not actually tuna. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was contacted um, by some uh, uh, scientist friends of, of mine mm-hmm. who said um, due to the nature of the, the post-mortem uh, examinations of the meat, this might be something that, that's that's up my particular um, right. skill yeah. set, as Excellent. you say. Uh, so they sent me a, a sample of the tuna mm-hmm. and I uh, did various tests on it um, and I had some very uh, very interesting uh, results uh, to that alright yes. lay it on yes 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 I, I, I will go over them now with you Johnny for you and all your listeners excellent um, it's very very interesting so let me let me say this let me tell you um, what isn't in the tuna before we say what is <laughs> what is the tuna <laughs> um there there was no trace of um animal feces in the tuna well that's good um which really you you could you could tell by the taste but i did a test anyway <laughs> there's no animal feces in the tuna also uh let's see there there was no chicken in the tuna no no okay. chicken whatsoever or, or turkey of course um so that's that is covered there um, there was uh, there was no beef in the tuna. Okay. Isa, no, 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 no beef. Um, my next thought was maybe, well, maybe it is like Taco Bell, where they say beef, but they mean soy kernel product, right, which right. is very yep. disgusting. Um, but no, it is it is not soy either. What? Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah, that. I, I I'm, I'm going to say what it is not. 
Okay. First. Okay. Um, and of course, <laughs> it, it is not Hillary Clinton either. Uh, <laughs> so I, I wanted to put the, the, that joke in. We yes, know. We joke. know. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, okay, Johnny, here you go now. I, I, I will tell you what uh, my uh, experiments showed that is okay. in the, is the tuna. Um, it, is a, it is a fish, but I, I do not know what kind of fish. It, it is not tuna. Um, Okay, so I, I go to these other sites uh, that promise to take a DNA sample mm. and tell you the origins of, of the, uh, in this case, meat. Um, okay. And I had some interesting results uh, as a result of, of, of this. So uh, this is the first one I did was for a, a company called Embark. Uh, which I hear that, was very good with, with DNA testing. But the but, results were a, a little weird when I, I got I them, admittedly. Um, it says that the, the swab of, of, of tuna that I sent them was uh, 33% Labrador Retriever. Oh, yes. Yeah, um, 33% oh, Pitbull. Um, and 33% uh, Chihuahua. Yeah, um, that's not which, which makes no sense. I, it's, I don't think it's 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 beef or dog, but they 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 say uh, these three varieties. So I do not know. Uh, so this is why we do scientific method, so we can discount uh, the bogus results. Um, okay, fair enough. Okay, yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, so then I reached out to another DNA testing site. Okay. Um, it's called Twenty uh, Three und Me. And yeah, they gave me more interesting results. So uh, apparently, according to them, the uh, swab of the, of the tuna I sent came back as uh, 25% Italian. Yeah, see, that's which which makes no sense. I don't know why they're doing it. And then and, and 50% Yugoslavian, and then 25% uh, uh, Russian, uh, yes, yes, deep uh, your Siberian uh, of origin, which I I don't know. It's it's all landlocked areas because it's, it's not what you um, think. So it's so not. that one also made no sense. Um, so then I did research on the swab of tuna, uh, who um, a genealogy site oh, with, with the tree and the and the leaves either. and whatnot. And very interesting, they they uh -huh. traced the swab of the tuna back through several generations. All the way to Moby Dick. Oh, and so there you have it, Johnny. Is 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 very crystal clear. Is in my notes, the tuna is actually Dick. Uh, Moby 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 Dick is is the Subway tuna. And everybody who has been enjoying uh, the tuna for all these years clearly uh, enjoys this Dick. So yeah, uh, so there that. you have it. That is my conclusion. Again, the Subway tuna. And it, it, it is dick. Yeah, so, or nice. any of these other these white fish. It is a mammal not showing up correctly in test. I, I don't know. It is an ongoing process. Uh, okay, and so I, keep working on Schluf, I, I promise to stay working on this morning, noon, and night okay. until I get uh, the correct answer. All right, sounds yes. good. And that is all for me on this episode of The Doctor is Incognito. One day when I was bored, I um, kind of dove down the rabbit hole in, in Google. And, uh, you know, you see, you see an ad or something and you click on it. And before you know it, you're looking up, you know, Tibetan monks chanting somewhere. You never know. You never know where the Internet's going to take you. So in this case, it took me to a place where I was looking at um, collector pages for early 80s bmx bicycles most notably mongoose okay uh mongoose is a, is a brand still in existence they make a really quality bicycle but back then in the early 80s they were the they were the cadillac of, of bmx bikes you know the schwinn had some models that they called the, the predator um and there were some other notable ones but really mongoose was the, the cadillac of bmx bicycles now because of uh well basic nostalgia towards the 80s um and also the show stranger things which really invokes all that nostalgia from the 80s there has now there's a burgeoning collector's market for these bicycles and unlike 
say, uh, antique cars or collectible cars, they don't need to be pristine and, and super clean and, and perfect in every way. I mean, a lot of these were in a lot worse shape than mine was because, yes, I still had mine in, at my parents' house in a shed where it was sitting for, shit, 30 years now at, at this point. And, uh, you know, I called my dad and he took it out of there, cleaned it up and whatnot. When I went for a visit, I grabbed the bike and I, I brought it back uh, to the lair up here in, in New England. And uh, I posted it up for sale. And let's say I used eBay. Okay. And uh, much to my surprise, not having sold anything on eBay in, in a while, uh, things have changed <laughs> with the with the folks with the uh, bright colored letters. Yeah, um, if you're selling something that's got a substantial worth to it, do not use eBay. Now I know I'm gonna get like eBay ninjas coming into my window tonight when I'm sleeping and probably assassinate me. But again, as a public service announcement to my loyal listeners, fuck eBay, okay? Because now they're taking like eleven to twelve percent off the top of the price of whatever you sell, okay? Now, again, as a kid from Jersey, that's like a VIG, all right? <laughs> you, you go to a loan shark, they're going to charge you 10%. eBay's hitting you for 11 and 12. I'm like, are you shitting me? I fulfilled a lot of people's predictions about me. I've become a real scumbag. You know, history always repeats itself, and most people with a with a associate's degree will then say, "And, and you're doomed to repeat it if you don't learn." Shut up, okay? <laughs> just, just shut up with that. Ah, you fool! Ooh, it's the fool of the week. Better not be fooled. <laughs> wow! And magically, we even had a jingle ready to go for that. <laughs> Because this should be a jingle, ready to go for that. Yeah, it's and you know, in jingular. all in all honesty, we're not gonna re- we're not gonna restrict ourselves to this week mm-hmm. or the week before, or maybe even the week prior to that. And if we're really good with the crystal ball, maybe the week coming up, yes. you know, we can call it. But uh, but yeah, there are certain just blatantly stupid things. So that I'm people sure you've do. got one in the chamber. I, I got one in mind. I do indeed. <laughs> Our inaugural fool of the week. No pressure. Is Ted Cruz. Wow. Of, of, of the great state of Texas. Da, da, da. <laughs> and what did he do, pray tell? Oh, that? my God. Rank as the fool of the week. You know, it's one of those things where it was like, how could you be so dumb? How could you be so oblivious? <laughs> how could you not see this shit storm coming? You know, right now, as far as I know, the entire state of Texas is frozen. People are freezing their asses off down there. They have no power. They have no running water. Now what the fuck are we supposed to do? Where's the real pretty shit now, man? Because it's frozen, Uh and Ted decides to jump on a plane and fly down to Cancun, Mexico. And it should be pointed out that Mexico has had more COVID-19 fatalities than the entire country of India. Wow. Yeah, yeah. You know, they have a population in Mexico that's like maybe one one hundredth the size of India. Right. So, you know, and and the main reason why people are flocking to Mexico is because they don't have the restrictions that a lot of other countries have in regards to COVID-19. You can come and go from Mexico. Well, that's why they've got a body count. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much so. Pretty much so. But it was like, you know, one of those one of those moments where regardless of, of your political affiliation, mm-hmm. you got to ask yourself, you know, what in the hell was he thinking? Yeah, I mean, you know? leaders lead from the front, not from the rear. And yeah. that was an attempt to be like, you know what? The last one out of here, turn off the lights. No shit. I'm going where it's warm. Oh, yeah. He clearly saw the movie The Day After Tomorrow when it everybody migrated down yep, the Mexico. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, let me be clear about this. If I lived in Texas right now, yep. given the situation in Texas, if I could get my ass down to a warm weather climate, I'd have jumped on that plane too. But I'm not a senator from Texas. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. And I, I will say this, you know, without a doubt, um, my heart goes out to the people of Texas because oh, they were God, yeah. just woefully unprepared for getting blitz with with old man winter oh you know losing losing power in the middle of the winter Mm. for one night is cute right you know you get together with with family play bingo you drink a lot you fire up the 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 fireplace you throw a lot of logs on it after one day it ain't funny anymore well i'll tell you what uh myself and many residents of of connecticut a few years back um 
wow, 2010 or 2009. No, it was probably 20. It might have been 2012. Okay. We got that freakish blizzard on Halloween Day. Do you remember right. that? Were you up here yet I or no? I think I might have been on the West Coast at the okay. time. Yeah. And literally, it hits Halloween night because I was in costume on the way to my favorite bar for oh, a, no a party and a contest and everything. Yeah. And I turned to my buddy and I'm like, you know, I, I think the festivities are going to be canceled tonight <laughs> because we got hit with a foot of snow. Yeah. And the worst part was that all the leaves are still on the trees because it's only Halloween. Yeah. So the power grid, everything went down because all oh, the wow. lines came down, all the trees came down. I yeah, remember going October, outside. Yeah. yeah, I remember going outside our house. It sounded like a firefight in Beirut because all the trees were just snapping just cracking and falling and, on yeah. the houses and everything. Oh, man. We went without. Now, this is with a foot of snow on the ground. Okay. We went eight days without power. Holy Jesus. And wow. it was so bad that at the time, you know, normally I'm one of those idiots that when the snow is coming, I, I might get bread and milk or beer. Yeah. And I'll certainly have gas in my car. Yeah. Right? Yep. This one instance, I didn't because it was Halloween. I didn't think this was going to happen. <laughs> so I had like an eighth of a tank of gas in my car. And for most of this eight days, you couldn't get gas because the stations had no power. So yep. they ended up to the pump with. Oh, yeah. All the supermarkets cleared out because the freezers and the refrigerators were down. I mean, there was no power wow. anywhere. Wow. But I stuck it out. I took three bone cold showers. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. And, you know, slept under multiple layers and everything. But let's just say this. I'm a little hardier than the average bear. Okay. And I'm from the Northeast. So right. to me, snow is a fact of life. Yeah. You know, you got some real tough magoos down in Texas, and they are not to be trifled with. But there is no way they could have been ready for this. For this. this is, yeah, this and is And that's when you pale. need, oh, I don't know, a leader, mm. like a senator or yep. a governor, yep. or even some of their mayors, they were <laughs> worth their weight and shit, yeah. to step oh, up. Oh, yeah, and, who, who and was that moron that got I, on Twitter? Unfortunately, I don't remember like the, the, the town or the guy's name, but yeah, he gets on there, and in this address to his constituents, basically says, you know, suck it up, stop being such a pussy, and sometimes this is like how you call the herd, right? Jesus. <laughs> so immediately, see, and here's where my tie into Cuomo comes in. Oh, okay. Because Chris Cuomo in CNN tweets about this guy, yeah. basically saying in, in a one-liner, apologize, then resign. And someone else, <laughs> a conservative pundit, throws it back to him and says, okay, now do your brother. And so it goes, folks. This is what we're right, talking about right. here, you know? I mean, my only... Uh, uh, and, and, you know, it's funny because there's mutual respect. I absolutely love the Foo Fighters. Not right this second. You know, I would... <laughs> <laughs> I, would I would drop everything, including the show, to go see the Foo Fighters right but now. But you should have said that. Oh, Instead, I did you made a that. face. Well, well like, oh. I, the face was supposed to communicate that thought. I, you know, I mean, maybe it didn't. Am I bad? Okay. I, I was like Ben Franklin visiting King George, okay? <laughs> and I walk into the room on bended knee with a parchment declaration... Professing my loyalty and fealty and asking just for a little bit of levity with, with the tax situation. See, people but the are starving. Big difference between that was if I was King George, I would have had him executed on well, the he spot. Did. He, really, he tried to release B on me. Well, he yelled, release the hounds, and she just looked at both of us and licked and, her butt. I mean, yeah, but yeah. still. I think she took a dump on the steps. I, I was, think she did. <laughs> I was of the opinion that I love the idea of the Foo Fighters, but they're still making music. So the only you know consistent... Um, itinerary that, that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame puts out there is that it has to be 25 years since yeah. their first release. It seems like it's that, and after that, anything goes. Right, then it's the you Wild know? West. I mean, I would argue hard for a band like the Go-Go's. You know, the Go-Go's sold a shit ton of albums. They were the first band consisting of all women who played all their own instruments, wrote all their own songs. What about the Runaways? No. They no. didn't write all their own songs. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do a little lyrically speaking, shall Lyrically we? speaking. Thank you. Now, for those of you who haven't been to this One with these days, us before, we will have a theme for this. Yeah, too, we need yes. to get a jingle. <laughs> this really needs a jingle. But, uh, you know, here's lyrically speaking. It's a little game Michael, Sean, Lena, and I play. Uh, basically, we will read off um, three or four lines from a, here's, here's the caveat, a famous... Did you hear that? Yeah, class, okay. a right. classic song. Yeah, I got you. I Famous got you. classic song that we're fairly certain the other one has heard he's multiple still, times. He's still pissed at me for some obscure shit we did with this. Obscure <laughs> as got it, man. Ugh. So uh, we'll do five each. Whoever gets the no, most no, no, right no, no. wins. We, we don't have, we don't have time for five. Let's do four. 
Let's do four. Fuck That's you, fair. we're doing five. <laughs> How do you break a tie? You, you might have a tie. You never know. All right. All right. Why don't you, you go first? If we, if we you think seem we full have of times for it. Oh, and I'm... so everybody knows, so far we've had one tie, and Michael Sean Lee has won a session of Do this. I? Do, I won one? You did. No, the last shit. one we did, yes. Oh, okay. You won two to one. All right. Cool. Yep. All right. That was the one with your real bullshit questions you had for me. <laughs> There's no way I could have won that, folks. I must have been unusually sober for that one. Somewhat. Yes. Somewhat. So what do you got? Hit me. All right. All right. First one up. And uh, Whew, are, we go. gonna, are we going to are we going to specify the era and from which the song comes from? Or, no. Now you don't want to do no, that. No, not okay. Even. Nope. Okay. You know, I offered to throw you <laughs> Let's line. Do it live. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, just like a car, you're pleasing to behold. I'll call you Jaguar if I may be so bold. See, now the trick to this is to throw out something that sounds vaguely familiar and then you sit back and you sing it to yourself to see if you can, see if you can get it. I got nothing. Really? Nothing. Oh, wow. I believe that you and me last forever. Oh, yeah. All day and nighttime yours leave me never. Damn. I do know that. I do know that. Uh, now I'm regretting that last vodka shot. <laughs> ah, shit. Sailing away on the crest of a wave. It's like magic. Oh, rolling and riding and slipping and sliding. It's magic. Oh, shit. Yet another one I can hear in my head. <laughs> oh, fuck. Tell them I don't really care. This is the place I should be. And if they think it's really strange for a girl like you to be in love with someone like me. That's the smithereens. A girl like you. There you go. (laughs) Nice. Boom. All right. Nice work, Johnny T. Does anyone know where the love of God goes when the waves turn the minutes to hours? Oh, fuck you. Jesus. God. <laughs> she was a bebop baby on a hard day's night. Oh, no. She was hanging on Johnny. He was holding, holding on, on tight. tight. <laughs> oh, shit. I know those lyrics. <laughs> um, that is... I won. <laughs> I'm going to be hearing about this until oh, further yes, notice, indeed. folks. He's going to be calling... And new champion he's, of the world! He's going to be calling me tonight at 1 a.m. going, hey, dude. So you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Dude, I wouldn't do that. I would text you. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) Who dragged it out better, Zack Snyder or Dan Snyder? Just... Just go to an independent wrestling show. Yep. Come, to, come to the Blitzkrieg show. What is it? June 26th? June 26th. Yep. Yes. The Luau. Uh, the Luau. The annual Luau of the Blitzkrieg yes. Of which Big Boom Radio will yet again be a sponsor of. Yes. Happily so. Absolutely. Now, what's your... Um, I'll put you on the spot now to recall an instance. What's the, uh, the funniest thing or most interesting thing you've seen behind the scenes at a show that you never expected to see? <laughs> There is a, um, a lot You can of change the names if you need to. I, I, I could talk about, but be out of respect to the locker room, I will not. Uh, one of my favorite things, though, that I can talk about, we, there was a show we did once, and uh, Tony Atlas was one of the... Okay, yep. um, Mr. USA, Tony Atlas. Sure. So I've met, he was actually the first pro wrestler I ever met. No kidding. Um, and it wasn't at a Blitzkrieg show. It was when I was 1997, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he was at the show, and they were doing a 50-50 raffle. So it was probably maybe, at the most, you could win like 45 bucks. But right. he had bought raffle tickets for it. And he's sitting there waiting for the raffle to get called off. And like match after match happens, the raffle never gets called off. Uh-huh. So he pulls over the, uh, the ring announcer, and he goes, Hey, man, when is <laughs> When are we doing a raffle? They're like, probably two more matches. He goes, motherfucker! <laughs> and he throws the tickets down on the table and just walks out. It, it almost raises more questions than it answers. Right. It's, it's like a lifeguard saying, well, we've spotted a shark about 20 feet away from you in the water, but we're not certain it's going to attack you. Yeah, we don't know what kind of shark it is. <laughs> But it's a shark, um, yeah, and but it's, it's larger than you. Yeah, it's definitely a shark. So um, 
You know, take it with a grain of salt. Right, right. You know, run with it if you can. <laughs> but uh, but there were there were you know there was were quite a bit of uh, interesting points in the report. Mm-hmm. Um, the report apparently it, it does detail uh, over 120 incidences of some kind of contact you know between naval flyers and these objects, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the footage really does, you know, make it completely clear that these things exist. You know, we don't know what they are, right? but they most definitely exist. And uh, one of the points, uh, you know, that, uh, that they were emphatic about in the report was they wanted to, uh, I guess, completely uh, clarify the fact that uh, three specific bits of footage that were most compelling that apparently had been released in 2007 and then again in 2017 are in fact authentic. Hmm. You know, they are not fraudulent. They are the real thing. Again, they don't explain anything, you know, other than to say, yes, these things do exist. Uh, um, what's up uh, What's what's up your ass today? Well, I tell you what. We had a little thing this, this weekend, a little yep. sporting event. Okay. Called the Kentucky Derby. Yes, is depraved and decadent, I do believe. According, what, to, it, according to Hunter S. Thompson. Oh, okay. Yeah, the late Hunter S. Thompson. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes uh, my, my character doesn't completely jive within itself. There's things okay. you would expect me. Like, for example, an easy one. I'm a Republican, but I'm uh, pro-choice. Yeah. doesn't really jive, but look, this is the real world. Well, we no, but you are opinion. an intelligent human being, so that makes sense to here me. Here and there, anyway. here and there. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an animal lover. Okay. okay. Uh, and I will freely admit that not any time recently, but in the past, I've I've bet on uh, dog racing. I okay. found it very exciting. All right. It was more that I was just into the gambling aspect in the little. Sure. Um, but something that's always kind of stuck in my craw <laughs> is horse racing. Here it comes, folks. And I don't understand why you know. Let's say, for example, there's a push to outlaw boxing. Okay. There's a push to outlaw. Professional football, okay, yep. because of head injuries and yep. the barbarity of the game. Oh, absolutely. Yet we're still breeding animals, loving, intelligent animals, yep. for the express purpose of lining our pockets with money as they race against each other on an artificial surface, okay. let's say, okay? okay? Now, that right there is just not natural. Okay. Now, I know they call horse racing the sport of kings. It's been around since easily colonial times. Sure. It's rich in history and, and of course, as we see this weekend, pageantry. Yep. But there's something about it that I just say, you know what? In this woke society that we're in, <laughs> can somebody please stand up for the fucking horses? You hear okay? this, woke folks? The horses. The it's horses. the fucking horses. It's Come all on about now. the horses. So, yes. I, uh, I, I I put some thought into it, and maybe we could salvage it if we kind of just switch things up a little bit um, and add a couple things to the race to kind of kind of modernize it, you know, and, right. and, and take some right. of the edge away from the, the do-or-die approach yeah. of you got to win, otherwise you're going to get turned into glue kind of yeah. thing. Right? Well, you know, in all seriousness, you know, I was joking around, you know, the Kentucky Derby is, is depraved and decadent was the title of a Hunter S. Thompson uh, article they wrote for Rolling Stone years and years ago when he was establishing himself as a writer. But the fact of the matter is that is true. Yeah. You know, and there's something about... I mean, I'm not huge into horse racing. I'm not huge into dog racing. I'm not huge into gambling. Like I said, I always figure getting out of bed in the morning is a big enough gamble for me. <laughs> but uh, True story, folks. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but there's something about the Kentucky Derby that just strikes me... Wrong. It's bizarre. Yeah. It's and it's gotten very. I mean, it's always been popular, but yeah. really over the last ten years, probably because of professional athletes like, hate to say it, Tom Brady. Okay. And others, you know, yeah. showing yeah. up to this event, Aaron Rodgers and his funny hat. Yeah. They they're making it a very in vogue thing to attend or. Now people are just having Kentucky Derby parties like in their backyard. Yeah. Which it's, it's is pretty much worse a, than a gender reveal party on yeah. the hierarchy of, of, of things. Yeah, it's a thing. Right. But before I get serious, let's try and keep it keep obs- it light. observationally yeah, right. light, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like we're in a balloon. Yep. Here's three things I would do immediately to kind of switch things up a little bit. All right. Uh, so the first thing is, you know, you see all these these ladies in the stands, like they're going to a royal wedding with these stupid yeah, fucking hats. Yeah, I know. And What's up right? with that? It's a fucking horse race, man. 
Right. But I say, you know, why stop there? I think the horses should wear ridiculous hats as well. Nice. I don't care if it's like that construction worker beer hat with the two holders and a straw into its mouth. Yeah. Or maybe a nice sombrero. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. that doesn't really say speed, though. Sure. Um, but a motorcycle helmet, you yeah. know, something fun for it the horses. It would seem to indicate some consistency between the idiots in the stands. Exactly. And what's going on on the and track. The, and the silk-clad leprechaun that, that's, that's riding their back <laughs> or, or a heroin twink or whatever the fuck it is. Okay. Whipping the poor animal. Oh, just, yeah. I'm Here gonna, we go. Here woo, we go. I'm trying to keep it in second gear, folks. Johnny Teflon's on. kicking it in, folks. All right. Now, here's another idea I had. Speaking right. of the silk-clad leprechaun on their back. Yes. Every hundred yards, okay, yeah. picked at random now out of okay. the field of, I believe it's nine horses for right. the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, yeah. Every hundred yards, one of the jockeys gets an electric shock up his ass. I like it. See? Yes. It adds a whole new dynamic. That's Absolutely. something for the color guys to talk about. Or, well, do you think uh, Skinny McDicksucker is going to get it this time? <laughs> or Jose de la Balsack? <laughs> I don't know, Bob. Let's just wait and see what happens. Oh, there he goes. And maybe, I mean... Maybe we'll see the jockey fly off the, the back of the horse, yeah. which I think should, A, disqualify that horse immediately, absolutely, but also buy him another couple of years of life with like a feed bag on his face because he's done racing. Yeah. That's like a it jackpot. Adds, it adds an X factor to so the So the race. horses are rooting for the electronic shock, absolutely. too. Absolutely. Again, keeping the horses involved. In of this. course, yes. All right, here's another one. Now, they always show that one trainer, and I believe his name was Balfour, but I'm not 100,000% positive. Yeah, he, yeah, he, I know he's who the one that tries to look like Ralph Lauren with yeah, his white hair and his denim on prick. denim. Yeah, right, he's wearing yeah. his Canadian tuxedo. Yep, that's him. And he's always in the stands, like clapping, like. Well, here's what I think of Christopher Walken from View to a Kill, <laughs> as with his top hat, like the the Nazi uh, wonder child, clapping and then hitting yeah. this little shock stick. Yeah, not the best Bond film, but still, but still a great walking villain. This is you true. Know, him Absolutely. and Grace Jones on his on his arm. Yeah, but yeah, this guy just sits there and shows no expression, and he's so smug because he's really the only horse trainer that the layman. They, in this case, me yeah. would even recognize. Okay. You know? So again, yeah. your yeah. your your color commentators. Well, you know, he's he doesn't settle for second best, and he's oh, like, Jesus. What? Get his ass out in the mud. So Agreed. since we can't do that, yes. I say when it comes time for these select champion horses mm -hmm. to either be put out the stud, or in the case of the lady horses, that does pasture, happen. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, I say first thing you do, you grease up the owner. You dip them in pheromones and let nature run its course. I like it. This I way, like it. This way, Rob Balfour can be really close <laughs> to those horses that he's trained since they were like little baby horses. What? Hello, Professor. So good to see you again. Good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome once again to The Doctor is Incognito. Uh, and I am your host, Professor Heinrich Snoof. Outstanding. Good uh, to see you. And on this episode... Uh, we are happy to uh, bridge the gap from the uh, the era of the pandemic and talk about perhaps life after COVID-19. I love it. There yep. are many, many people now who have been vaccinated uh, and things seem to be moving along well, except, of course, for India and and. And uh, Brazil, which yeah, is sorry to hear that, very Professor. Close now to you live there. Yes. a couple of years. What's that? Yes, Johnny. Several years. I I, yeah. I lived there. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, but here in the United States, uh, things seem to be improving. And here are a couple thoughts um, that I have come up with to perhaps uh, help the people to adapt to life after COVID nineteen. Great. Let's okay. Do it. Good, Johnny. You ready? Okay. Absolutely. Here we go. Um. I think it is important that people who have been vaccinated for the COVID-19 have um, some documented uh, proof uh, of the vaccination. Let's, let's say they, they need to have papers. Okay, so mm. uh, perhaps uh, we could use um, the highway patrol to set up checkpoints and in, in a very friendly manner. Uh, not to say mean or, or, or to single out anyone, but for instance, uh, if an, an elderly couple uh, comes driving through the checkpoint, you make them stop. Uh, you make them exit the vehicle. And then, then, of course, you say, do you have your papers, old man? And then yeah, you take long drag on, on cigarette. That is how you do it. Yeah, I um, don't know about that. <laughs> and I think that will help uh, reduce the surface population 
uh, of this particular segment of society what? known as the unvaccinated, perhaps. That may be a little heavy-handed. I yeah. Don't know. We're still working on it. <laughs> Oof. Uh, Oh no! I I no. We don't mean to single out any any, uh, any sounds like uh, racial uh, lines or religious. Just to make sure you have your papers, okay, Johnny? Hey. You have your your of course. Papers. Okay, I am fully good, vaccinated. Good. I knew you would. You're mm-hmm. you're a good citizen. You are. You are. Um, and then on the matter of the masks, many people they don't like to to wear the mask. Me personally, I I said before I I relish. Wearing a mask is sometimes you you don't want people to know you know who who you are and what you've done and it's just it's nothing but I I don't mind the mask I think in fact the mask is now going to be um uh, for example like the fedora used to be to a man's suit okay or a woman with a stylish hat uh you know it's not just for Kentucky Derby and church on Sundays no you get a fancy hat or a fancy mask you look very very stylish like 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 Hillary Clinton very oh, stylish there it is um yep. <laughs> okay let's see what else we got um i have noticed uh as uh-huh. i go about my my daily routine mm-hmm. um some of the shopping uh, supermarchés they have these robots yep. that go up and down the aisles, and I think they are supposed to be looking for spills and whatnot, but yes. I don't yes. know. They, they, I feel like I am being scanned by, no. by these robots. So I think uh, with some minor tinkering, which I would be happy to assist with, I think these robots could uh, perhaps be reprogrammed uh, to detect uh, COVID-19 and the unvaccinated uh, and then refer them to the, the proper authorities. And another thing too, maybe maybe detect farts because there's nothing farts, farts, uh, F- flatulence, poo poo bubble. Yes, oh, fart, fart. fart. Yes, Johnny. okay. Um, and detect that and announce it to embarrass the person who who is farted in the aisle. Oh, they should. That yeah. is rampant. <laughs> it is rampant, and it needs to be stopped out. Okay. Oh, let's see. And. Uh, that's it, you know, for my immediate ad- ad- advice, you know, but I think it is important now as we come out of the COVID-19 to get back to some sense of, of, of normalcy and go about our lives the way God intended it to. I agree. Okay? I agree. And uh, speaking of that, um, mm-hmm. earlier today, I, I met this uh, this the Tula McBride. Oh, yes. Yes. Tula. She worked yep. for you? Yes, she does. Oh. She is a delight. She is oh. delightful. Yep. <laughs> My God. Yes. You must introduce us. Please well, introduce an age us. There. Yes. <laughs> oh well, uh, Professor Snoop is enjoying his retirement, but every now and again he like uh, he like to do some research. Okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's how it is. Say okay. No more. Anyway, thank you, Johnny. Thank you so much, <laughs> and thank you so much for having me again. Uh, this has been the Doctor is Incognito with me. Professor Heinrich Snoof. All right, gang. Well, it looks like that's about the end of this best of number three episode of the Riffs and Rants podcast. But I tell you what, just to keep things on the kind of normal tip, let's close out with a jam, one and near to dear to my heart from uh, that little band from Texas with the big, big sound. Here's ZZ Top with I'm Bad, I'm Nationwide, just like the Riffs and Rants podcast. I'm Johnny Teflon, and speaking for my partner, Michael Sean Lee, thank you so much for tuning in every week and helping us build a little something, a little oasis of sanity in an otherwise crazy world. And we'll see you on the flip side.
hands in front I had three more in the back They sporting short dresses Wearing spiky on shoes They smoking lucky strikes And wearing I love to go to Nobody give me trouble cause they 